Thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you with little secrets for your big breakthrough. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations with some of her favorite people who are talking about the issues that matter most to you. Overcoming Monday is a podcast designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. Now let's get started with an introduction to the episode. Hey there, Overcoming Monday podcast listeners. I am your host today. My name is Clayton King, and we've got a real special treat for you during this new season. I'm going to actually be interviewing my wife, Shari King. You're probably familiar with her because she usually hosts this podcast. And she's sitting here in the studio with me because today we're going to talk specifically about a woman's fight for holiness. Now, cards on the table, I do consider my wife to be a holy woman. I know she has sinned before because I have seen her sin. Um, she's also seen me sin. That's part of being married. (laughs) You get to know each other really well. And I'm going to talk to her today about how a woman pursues holiness and how holiness is actually worth the fight. So today, I hope you'll get a cup of coffee, or if you're into herbal tea, or maybe you're a Diet Coke drinker and you're addicted to that, whatever it is that makes you feel relaxed and cozy, grab it. And we hope that you'll enjoy this interview because it's going to be a real honest conversation about how a woman can fight for holiness. And we're going to be talking about how our hearts can feel confusing at times and how um, you can get practical steps to diagnose the condition of your heart and really dig down as a woman and figure out what's motivating you in those areas, those times, those moments when you really struggle Um, with being a holy person. Now, understand from the very beginning that holiness is something that God gives us. It's a gift. It's a gift that we receive, but we also have to fight for it. And that's true for men and women. But we're specifically talking this season about women and how women struggle with very real issues. So today I'll be interviewing Shari and we're going to talk about how a woman can fight for holiness. Hey, Shari, how are you? Hey, friend. I'm doing really well. Thanks for interviewing me today. Yeah, the roles are reversed. I kind of like this. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, does it feel weird for you to be the recipient of questions on on your podcast? Yeah, normally I'm sitting here going, okay, listen, listen to what they're saying. What's a good question? What would our listeners want to hear? So (laughs) I'm not doing that today. Well, so this season, um, this is episode 22. Um, and in this season, you're talking about real struggles that women face. Mm-hmm. And so um, as we begin this interview, why is it important for, for you to be honest and transparent with your listeners about the struggles that you face in your personal fight for holiness? Why is that important at all? I think that for a lot of my walk with the Lord, um, I thought that holiness and specifically sanctification, um, maybe even just perfection came from all the things that we did, like a checklist, mm-hmm. you know, like a star chart in school. Yeah. And you know me, I'm a rule follower and I like to look at work and be proud of myself and things like that. I think in the Christian walk, it can be a struggle to perform or to look at everything outside when our insides are kind of struggling. And this is what I believe, obviously, from the outflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, but I think also from the outflow of the heart, we act. Right. And so I've written a book called I Love You More, um, Fighting to Keep Jesus First. 
And one of the main principles in the book is who you're becoming is more important than what you're doing. Yeah. But who you're becoming will be evidenced by what you're doing. And so what that means practically is that as the Lord changes our inside, we'll see it outwardly. But um, I've seen women struggle with so many things like um, eating disorders and uh, problems with identity and... We're going to talk about some of those things. Friendships. Friendships Mm -hmm. are really hard when we get hurt or injured by another friend. Sometimes it's easier just to cut that friendship off than to dive into it. Um, So we're going to talk about some of those things this time. And one subject that has already run, we've already done this episode with Ash and Zach, um, but on pornography, Mm because I think a lot of women, uh, a lot of people don't think women struggle with pornography, but it really is an addiction that women have as well. Yeah, and it's not just a it's not not just a guy's issue. Mm-hmm. The statistics that you talked about in the previous podcast were for me pretty staggering. Mm-hmm. I think up until about a year ago, I thought women didn't struggle with porn. Mm-hmm. And now the statistics and the science are telling us a very very different story. So this season's pretty raw. Mm-hmm. It's pretty it's pretty honest. I'm kind of seeing a movement among women in general. If you just I follow lots of different women on social media, mm-hmm. you do as well. And so when we lean into people like just, for instance, Beth Moore, Jackie Hill Perry, mm-hmm. these are just two women that come to mind. There seems to be this, this spirit led movement where women are being very honest mm-hmm. and very vulnerable about the struggles that they have. Mm-hmm. And this fight for holiness um, reminds me of something I'd read recently. Someone had said, I don't remember who this author was. It could have been N.T. Wright. Salvation is like a, a party. But sanctification is like a war. Mm. Salvation is something you receive as yes. a gift of grace when you are forgiven of your sins. But then when you work out your salvation in this fight for holiness, sanctification is another word for that process. That's war. Mm-hmm. And you have to really get serious about it. And in the book, I Love You More, you talk about the sin self and the redeemed self. Right. And that's a, that's a big issue when women decide, or men for that matter, but specifically for us today, when a woman decides okay, I am declared holy by Jesus. Mm -hmm. When he died on the cross in my place, he made me holy once I accepted him and received his grace in my life. But I don't feel holy. But I don't feel holy. I don't don't always feel holy. So talk about the difference between that that, that sanctification process of the sin self and the redeemed self. The Apostle Paul talked about that a lot, and you wrote about it in your book. Yeah, so... A lot of this stuff that we're going to talk about today comes from I Love You More book and also the study that goes with it. And I just feel like it's very important to talk about. That's why I wrote about it. Um, I think when I realized that God didn't expect me to be perfect, I all of a sudden wanted to scream to the rest of the world, we're not perfect, Yeah. Um, but Jesus loves us anyway, so how can we be imperfectly perfect? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so in Romans 7, 19 through 25, it says, I... Do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work within me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man or woman I am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death And then he says, thanks be to God who delivers me through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but my sinful nature is a slave to the law of sin. So Paul is explaining like a lot of times when we look at our behavior on the outside, 
even though God has made us holy, our behavior is a reflection of what's in our heart. And I think it's important to pay attention to the behavior because then we know where our heart is with the Lord, how much he has redeemed. Right. Does that make sense? It does. And some of those behaviors are like, so just real practically, right. when a woman is fighting for holiness, she knows that she's already holy, mm-hmm. but she doesn't always feel holy. What are some of those behaviors or mistakes or patterns that women get into that make them feel like they're not holy in the moment? I think about, you know, like gossip yeah. or jealousy or right. and insecurity I think- or feeling inferior, comparison to other women, mm-hmm. um, a lack of contentment with your life, maybe comparing your family to somebody else's family, yeah. your marriage to somebody else's marriage. Um, and I think comparison's huge, but guys deal with that too. Right. You know, so um, I don't, I think These that aren't women, just pinpointed to right, women. I think men and women actually struggle with a lot of the same things. Um, as I was studying the whole uh, identity issue and even pornography and some of these things I've been studying, um, guys are on the rise for some of these, for even eating, eating disorders. disorders right. um, so it's amazing how, you know, we struggle with the same thing. It shows up in the, in some of the same ways, but there's different stats on them. So mm-hmm. pornography overall is higher in men than women, mm-hmm. but women do struggle with it. Eating disorders or are higher in women than men, but men are struggling with those as well. And so I think that what, when you talk, what I'm talking about is the sin self and the redeemed self. We have a redeemed self. Our redeemed self is that holy, um, a holy spirit inside of it, like the restored part of us. Um, and it's fighting to restore our original nature, um, which is God created us to be perfect Mm -hmm. in him. Image of right? God. We, image of God. Image that's bearers. our redeemed self. Yeah. And then there's the sin self. And that's what happened when Adam and Eve sinned in the in the garden, right? So the sin self we are born into, that sin self is trying to keep us into slavery mm-hmm. um, to our sin. Mm-hmm. But the redeemed self is trying to make us, a, is trying to tell us it's better to be a slave to God and to righteousness. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like paying attention to what's going on in our mind and our heart so that we make choices that redeem our heart rather than choices that lead us greater into sin. Yeah. There was a passage of scripture, a story that a lot of folks are familiar with that has brought a lot of uh, clarity for you mm-hmm. um, when you've written about this. And it's the it's the story of the, the sower and the seed, the parable of mm-hmm. the sower and the seed. So as we talk about the sin self and the redeemed self, uh, lead us into a little bit of that concept before we talk about the parable of the sower and the seed and the soils. Right. I just want to read this really fast. Um, in the book, I wrote, you and I are no longer slaves to sin, but we still exper- experience its familiar pull. The Apostle Paul felt this pull as well, and he learned this secret. If we want to be free from sin, we have to make ourselves slaves to God. We have to chain ourselves to him. We can wean ourselves from our sin addiction by becoming dependent on the Holy Spirit instead. And so I just um, I just think that's really important is like that transition that we have in our brains to say, just because I'm freed from sin doesn't mean that I'm, I don't subject myself to anything at all. I actually choose to remove the shackles of sin, but I'm going to shackle myself to righteousness instead. Yeah. Yeah. So we replace this, the sin choices with, with righteous choices, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to tell what's going on in our heart. And so that's what you're referring referring to. And Mark four, there's the parable of the sower. So this, and this is, and this is one that, that a lot of folks are familiar with because it's that, you know, that beautiful parable about the the man that casts seed Mm -hmm. and, and Jesus, this is one of the few parables where Jesus actually tells the parable and then he explains it. Most of the time, yeah. Jesus 
does not explain the parables. He just kind of leaves them for his hearers to figure out on their own and almost interpret spirit led interpretation. Right. But he explains this one. So a lot of times when I've heard this parable taught as I was growing up, it's the sower cast the seed and one seed falls and the birds come and eat it up. Another seed falls on rock and it's scorched by the sun. Another seed falls and it goes down, but then it starts to grow, but then thorns grow over it. It doesn't have any way to reach the sun, and so it's choked out. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth seed, the soil, <clears throat> is fertile and the seed can grow. So there's four seed seeds that are thrown out, but the, but what I I've always concentrated on the seed, but the soil is the important thing. Right. And the seeds the same in all four right, different soils. It's all seed. It's all being scattered. But what I've noticed is that in the past I just saw it as salvation. Like, oh that person believed. That person didn't believe. That person believed for a little while and then they were choked out. But I've started to realize that seeds that are sown aren't always just about salvation. Mm -hmm. In this parable, we can compare it also to seeds that are thrown into our heart of teaching. Mm -hmm. And how we respond to that teaching in our fight for holiness. Exactly. So you have different seeds, different seeds in the soil that land on different kinds of ground, and they can actually represent how we absorb the teaching that we have been given. Mm -hmm. So the first one is, um, it's the, sorry, let me look uh, at this, the notes right here. You have the teaching of the seed that actually is um, caught up and it's the soil along the path. So it falls on the path, but the birds come and the birds get the seed. And this is kind of an uh, you're self-absorbed. So the seed is thrown out, but it doesn't even know it's supposed to grow. It's kind of just laying there and doesn't take time to grow at all. And the, and the birds come in, take it away. So being self-absorbed then is one way mm-hmm. that is one of the powers that fights against our, our uh, effort to be holy. Right. So this is how I explained this seed and this self-absorbed seed. Um, it, it's so busy chasing its desires. Uh, we are so busy chasing our needs, our successes, and our goals that we start to push Jesus's voice to the background. We're not even paying attention to that seed that fell. Mm-hmm. And I think that these seeds represent four different kinds of uh, soil in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first one is the self-absorbed heart, mm-hmm. and the seed is thrown out. We have so many responsibilities that life. Become, it becomes difficult to prioritize our church, our fellowship with others, and time with Jesus because we feel like there's so much to do in a day that we don't have time for God. Mm-hmm. Like God's kind of a second thought. I'm overextended. I'm robbing myself now. If I give God some of my time, I'm going to rob myself of fun or rest or an amazing opportunity. So the self-absorbed heart, the one where the seed is thrown out, but it doesn't even have a time to take root because no one's paying attention. And then Satan comes and steals it away because we are just so busy with everything else that we don't even take root. That totally sounds like our culture. Yeah, I mean, we're so busy all the time. We run from one thing to the next. Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking about women, um, Think about, I mean, I think about you when when you were homeschooling. I think about how busy we've both been, how how we have to fight every single day not to be self-absorbed because the the phrase self-absorbed doesn't necessarily have to mean I'm egocentric, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm egotistical, I want glory and fame and money and power and I want everybody's attention on me. It could just mean 
the self-absorbed means you are so busy getting your checklist done for the day. Mm-hmm. You're so busy running from one appointment to the other, getting kids to baseball practice, picking kids up at school, getting lunches ready, making sure laundry's done, making sure the beds are made up, making sure the floors are clean right. and, and making sure that, that your house is in order. It's so easy to get so absorbed in those things that you feel like you have to do that your checklist almost becomes, um, almost becomes your Bible. Yeah. You're like a hamster on one one of those little wheels running around inside Mm -hmm. the cage, not even having time to get off, not taking time to drink or eat or anything. You're just running, running, running. And I can say this as your husband, (laughs) I've seen this. I've seen you do this. This is my struggle. This is you. It is. It's the busyness. I'm too busy for God. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that these, these seeds on the heart, these seeds that are thrown onto the heart, can, you can see all of them in all of us. Yeah. And that's why I want to talk about it in this episode because I think that they lead to other things. Yeah. So if I'm self-absorbed, what is the sin that comes out of that? The sin comes in that my life and other people are more important than my relationship with the Lord. And I'm not paying attention to what's going on in my heart because I'm just too busy with everything else. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, let's check in with Elizabeth Harper, our in-house beauty expert, for some top trends and your weekly dose of practical advice. Hey, everybody. This is Elizabeth with Tips and Tricks for Season 5. And I just wanted to share with you some stuff that's been on my mind lately. Um, I don't know about y'all, but when I zone out, I am on Instagram. Love it, love it, love it. I love to look at it. Beautiful makeup, beautiful clothes, fun hairstyles. You know, it's no secret. I am a girly girl when it comes to that stuff. Also, come on, give me some vintage farmhouse any time of the day. I want to see all that kind of stuff. Chip and Joanna, yes, please. Um, But I realized the other day that so much of what I'm looking at um, can either stir up comparison or thinking, oh, I want that or whatever. Um, Even if that's not my intention, that's not why I'm clicking on Instagram. I'm trying to just, you know, look at some pretty pictures for goodness sake. Um, But what it can conjure up sometimes is a little different. Um, And I also realized that my mind may be quote unquote turned off, but my spirit is not. And so I kind of put myself on a little bit of an Instagram challenge, not to shy away from Instagram, but to pursue um, some empowerment, some encouragement, some spiritual feeding. Um, If I'm going to zone out, my spirit is still on and I want it to be fed. So I just went on and started looking up um, some more empowering people to follow, encouraging people to follow. And I wanted to share a few with you at Pocket Fuel. Guys, if you're not following at Pocket Fuel, I highly recommend it. Um, I love clicking on, seeing one of those, um, one of the encouraging posts that they have, just awesome words of edification, builds me up and I feel great. Um, Another one, at Grit and Virtue. I absolutely love this account because they help empower women to start businesses and they just empower that kind of networking among women and um and building that you know tribe up and they are awesome um another girl that i follow is um at the beauty bureau um the b u like b e y o u t y 
Bureau. Her name is Katie Oldman, and what she does with makeup is fantastic. She's a mom of three. She's just trying out fun stuff, not trying to look like anybody else, be like this, be like that, suck my cheeks in. No, she just looks fun and fabulous, and she loves to see what other people try at home, and I love her perspective about being your own beautiful. And I just think that's fantastic. So those are a few that I've found. I encourage y'all to do the same. Find some people who build you up, who encourage you. Find some um, people who post awesome quotes, amazing scriptures, a wonderful um, verse you know, page to follow. Get your spirit built up because even though your mind is turned off, your spirit is not and we need to feed it. So guys, I hope y'all have an awesome, awesome day and awesome week. Be blessed. Wow. And so the busyness of your daily grind mm-hmm. chokes out mm-hmm. the, the fight for holiness because you just don't feel like you have time for it. Yep. Yep. Okay, so that's the first soil. Yeah. You, so you're comparing the first kind of soil in the parable of in Mark uh, chapter four, right, to a self-absorbed heart, mm-hmm. not proud or arrogant or boastful, but just busy, just absorbed, absorbed with absorbed, the to-do list yes. of life. Too absorbed to have time for Jesus. What's the second one? The second one is the rocky ground, and this one is the self-reliant heart. So, okay. um, I I think of this heart as, um. I loved Jesus when I was young because he made me feel like I belong somewhere. Um, but somewhere along the way, life got tough and Jesus became irrelevant. Um, he didn't shield me from temptation or my pain. I thought he was supposed to give me more than I could ever ask or imagine, but here I am and he hasn't. And since Jesus didn't live up to his end of the bargain, I'm just not going to trust him anymore. I've decided that my life runs a lot smoother when my hands are on the steering wheel and I do a better job of figuring out how to um, run my life than God. He's yeah. just too distant. I don't know how to trust him because my life isn't panning out the way that I thought he should make it pan mm-hmm. out. And so it's that self-reliant like... If God's not going to do it for me, I'm just going to go out yeah, there and make like, it happen I've myself. I've got to make this happen because God's not doing it. And so we lose our trust. Mm-hmm. And when we lose our trust in him, we're going to start trusting other things. And self-reliance is one of the hardest things to, you know, we trust in ourselves more than him. You can see it all through scripture. Yeah. Um, God challenges us to trust him and we trust other things. Yeah. Um, we choose idols all the time. Mm-hmm. Money. Yeah. Security. Um, we are afraid. We worry. All of these things that I think women struggle with. My grandma, I love her. But do you remember that time when we went on that retreat when we first got married and it was near the Okoe River? Yeah. And um, when we got home, we had like 50, I'm exaggerating, but it felt like 50 messages where my grandma's freaking out because she thought we had hiked across the Okoe River with and backpacks drowned. on and been carried down the river and drowned. Because she had read a story about somebody that It was had on the news. Yeah. And she just thought it had to be us, right? Yeah. And so sometimes, and I'm not, she loved us, of course, but worry is a real thing, mm-hmm. I think, that women struggle with. And we think we can control our lives by worrying or our kids by worrying or our spouse by worrying or a situation by worrying. And yeah. that's, it's, it's a lack of trust and it will eat us up. So when worry is strong, trust is weak. Yeah. And different people cope with it in different ways. Like maybe... You know, I just think self-reliance, choosing to trust yourself more than God. And mm-hmm. really, that goes back to the garden. Yeah, When Adam and Eve decided, 
they're deceived by the snake yes. and they think we, we, we can trust our own discernment. Yes. There's nothing wrong with this, God with this fruit from the tree. God is keeping something from us. I yeah. don't trust him anymore. Mm-hmm. You God's know? holding back. Yes. Remember when Mark Batterson talked to us about that when we were doing True Love Project? That's the first time I remember hearing that that concept. Mm-hmm. So you've got the self-absorbed heart. That's represented by the first soil in the mm-hmm. parable of the sower, uh, which is a, a an impediment against a woman's fight for holiness. Second mm-hmm. one, you've got the rocky soil, which symbolizes a self-reliant heart. Uh, I don't trust God. He hasn't taken care of me. He hasn't given me what I've prayed for. So I'm going to have to just go out and do it myself. Okay? And that really keeps us from faith. And yeah, and that, and that makes us, you know? makes it hard for a woman to really trust and believe God with faith. What's the third, the third soil represent? This is the hardest one because um, the seed takes root and starts to grow. So it seems like this person has a relationship with the Lord and I believe that they do, but um life's worries come and choke the thorn out, um, mm-hmm. choke out the seed. So it's a seed among thorns. And this is how I see it. It's a person who used to love Jesus and, and believe that the, he loved them too until a tragedy or a mistake that they made came along. Um, Jesus was their source of life. Like they're everything. They were so in love with Jesus. Um, but then they messed up or, or, they or Jesus broke their heart. Does that make sense? Like something happened to break their heart. And now they're full of shame and guilt and healing feels like a greater, a harder battle than just kind of giving up. Yeah. And so they don't feel forgiven or free at church. They feel out of place among Christians. Um, they actually don't believe that God believe, wants them to be happy or blessed anymore. And so they kind of let their faith be choked out by creating their own belief system. Like some verses in the Bible, I believe, but not all. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that make me, that the ones I want to believe, I'm going to believe. But the ones that I don't want to believe, I, I'm not going to believe. So they develop a philosophy that will soothe their misery instead of making them feel like they need to repent. Okay. So it's things like this is what I see the the person the seed among the thorns is like someone who turns to substance therapy like medications, drugs or alcohol or maybe body therapy, cutting, eating disorders, obsessive exercise or overeating, maybe money therapy, spending sprees, um, love or sex therapy, like porn to make them feel better instead like of a, God. Like a one night stand. Or a one or, night stand, like mm-hmm. meeting a guy at a bar, just deciding I'm going to sleep around because I don't believe that marriage works or I don't mm-hmm. believe in God's design of relationships. Um, social media therapy, you know, creating a false image of yourself mm-hmm. so that other people like you or. Um, maybe even, I mean, you know, we already talked about this, but a false theology, one that makes your life fit better. So when you're being disobedient, when you know that you've lost heart and you don't want to be, you're afraid that your faith isn't working out anymore. You just decide you're going to pull verses that you like or theology from the world right. or, you know, just anything. Salad that you, bar theology. You walk yeah. through the line and you pick what you like and you leave what you don't like. I deserve to be happy. Right. That's okay, what these so that's people... The, Yes, I mm-hmm. deserve to be happy, and obviously God isn't working for me. Yeah, God's not making me happy, Yeah, and that's what I deserve. Yeah. So I don't have to necessarily live my life according to everything that God says. We, we see this a lot. We've, yeah. we've actually seen this happen with people that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need church. Yeah. I don't need the body of Christ. God let me down because somebody in church 
hurt me, or my or pastor let me down, me. or they preached too hard. They preached on one of my pet peeves, yeah. and I didn't like the way he said that. I didn't mm-hmm. like that sermon. I didn't like that comment, and so now I'm just not going to go back. I'm not, and and then you see them disconnect, yeah. from the body of Christ, and then they become isolated, and isolation really does lead to bad things. Here's the hard thing: they're not that far from um, true growth if they could just. Mm-hmm. Break out of the soil and like get a pair of like um, whatever uh, weed cutters and just start cutting the weeds back. Yeah, and find the sun again. Yeah, yeah. You know they're getting choked out. Yeah, they're choked getting out. choked out, and they've let the world say, "I'm going to choke God out of you mm. with all of everything I offer you." When you mentioned the different kind of therapies, when you said social media, that's one that I think a lot of people are paying attention to now Mm -hmm. is how social media it's not it's not twitter facebook or instagram necessarily but it's what it does to us when we are too incessant to check it all the time Mm -hmm. because we end up um, comparing our our b-roll boring normal everyday life to what we consider to be other people's perfect lives not knowing that they're their Instagram feed is just as filtered and edited as yours is. So it's easy to run to those things. But in reality, those things which feel like therapy in the moment, they're really weeds that are choking out our faith and choking out that fight for holiness. Yep. So this is what I love is there's one more soil. Yeah, the fourth one. So the first one was uh, self-absorbed. Second one, self-reliant. The third one. Oh, gosh. Uh, (laughs) self Why yeah, did I just forget it? It's um, self-absorbed, self-reliant, and so I put you on the spot. I don't know if you right. actually said it or not. <laughs> uh, shoot, shoot, shoot! I just she's flipping it. through the pages. Oh, I didn't say it. Where is it? Self-absorbed, self-reliant. Consumed. I never said it. That's why. Right. Self-consumed. Yeah. So you're consumed. you're consumed with your own pursuit of yeah. happiness. Mm-hmm. And you and you feel like God's not giving you that help, that kind of happiness that you desired yep. for so long. Yep. And then the last one is the self-aware heart. Okay, so that's so, the fourth soil mm-hmm. in the parable of the sower and the seed and the soil. Yep. And this is the good one. Yes. So this is what I love about it. For a long time, I was like, I don't want to be that seed. I don't want to be the self-absorbed. I don't want to be the self-reliant. I don't want to be the self-consumed. But let's get real. We all are at time, Aren't we time all? Time. Yes. Yeah. So... This is how I see this parable now. God throws these seeds out on our hearts. Mm-hmm. And we're responsible for tilling the soil mm-hmm. and making it fertile so that it's not self-absorbed, self-reliant, or self-consumed. Yeah. So, and if it is, we learn from that and we can go and like work that soil. So, um, despite popular misconception, fertile ground doesn't just exist in our hearts. The soil of our hearts has to be worked in order to receive the seeds. Every heart has a self-deceptive ground where the birds can steal the seeds or a self-reliant soil that was Mm. too hard to take the seed and soil, which was thorny that the seed choked out by, it was choked out by self-consumption. But the person who is self-aware becomes disgusted with watching the birds and the sun and the thorns destroy the seeds in our soil and so they take action. Yeah. That, so that's the real key to being yeah. self-aware. So you look at, yeah, you're self-aware. You're saying, I'm a little self-absorbed right now. So yeah. I need to work the soul in my heart so that when Jesus convicts me, instead of covering it up with something else or running away, I, I respond. Yes. I listen to the conviction and I respond to it. Yeah. So that's the hard thing with sin is that when sometimes when a seed, when Jesus throws something on our heart and it hurts, mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't want to hear it. 
Yeah. So we'll just cover our ears or we'll be one of the three soils that are unhealthy. Mm -hmm. But if we can become self-aware of what's falling onto our soil that isn't being soaked up by us, we can work that soil. So none of us are perfect. None Mm -hmm. of our soils are perfect. But if we work the soil, we have a bigger chance for those seeds to grow. So self-awareness then in a woman's fight for holiness. Yeah which is represented by this good soil that allows the seed to germinate and grow, it all, it actually becomes the way that you counteract self-consumption uh, mm-hmm. and self-reliance yep. and self-indulgence. That, that's key. awareness, being yep. self-aware and allowing the Holy Spirit to convict you and then taking action. Yeah, because Scripture says, those like seeds sown on good ground, hear the word, welcome it, and produce fruit 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. So what's not happening in all the other soils is that they're not... They're not producing any fruit. They're not hearing it, and they're not mm-hmm. welcoming it. Mm-hmm. Those are huge. Yeah welcoming the word, welcoming that seed. Yeah. And the thing is half the time when we hear that we're sinners, we feel ashamed or guilty. And so we cover it up. Right. And so I think that that's what I'm so concerned about is when we talk about women's issues in these sins, when I say women struggle with pornography, if you're out there and you're struggling with pornography, you don't want to hear that because it's it like hurts because it feels ugly. Mm-hmm. If if you're out there and you're struggling with an eating disorder, you may not want to hear how to get better because it's so weird. We we become used to our sin um, in a way that we become comfortable with it instead mm-hmm. of actually wanting to heal from Wage it. Wage war against it's it. It's so strange how our sin nature feels so much better sometimes mm-hmm. than to fight for holiness. So we're, we need to be looking inside and saying, is my sin self motivating me or am I being motivated by the redeemed self? Am I still enslaved to sin or am I choosing to be enslaved to righteousness? Mm-hmm. So those sound like really lofty terms, but the practicality of it is, is these seeds. Yeah. Am I self-consumed? Am I self-absorbed? Am I self-reliant or am I choosing to become self-aware of my sin? So I know that you have a, you know, you have a heart to help women mm-hmm. overcome this kind of thing and, and to heal. So in the rest of this series, um, as you talk about these real struggles that women have, what are some of the other topics you're going to dig into? Right. And cause this is just episode two, it's mm-hmm. episode 22, but episode two of this season who are some of the other people that you might be having on and what are some of the other topics you want to talk about? Because I feel like you're going to go back over and over again to these four soils. Right. You've written about it in your book, I Love mm-hmm. You More, because it's something that's really deep. I mean, speaking of soils, I feel like your heart is, is almost like fertile soil that this truth has really taken root in. Mm-hmm. And this is a way that you're helping women right now fight for holiness. Yeah, and to get rid of shame, really, because I think shame is one of women's biggest enemies. Mm -hmm. I think people overall, but specifically guilt and shame hold women back from becoming who they can be. So, um, I we've already kind of mentioned it, but we talked about porn last week. Um, we will be covering eating disorders, um, competition among Mm -hmm. each other and then how to do friendships. Well, yeah, that's tough, isn't it? And those are the last three that we have for this season. Mm -hmm. But I think that they are huge ones for females because, um, I know a lot of lonely women yeah. who have a hard time with friendships. Yeah. Um, myself included. I've had some hard times in friendships, 
but I believe that they're still good mm-hmm. and worth pursuing. Um, I haven't actually struggled with eating disorder, um, but I have a great friend, Michelle Myers. She's going to be on the show and she's going to talk about that. She has a great story. Yeah. And I loved hearing from her. I've already recorded that episode. And then um, we covered the porn one. And and then um, Nikki Cozy Arts is going to talk with me about um, competition mm-hmm. and struggling to compare. That's huge too. Yeah. Um, I think guys struggle with that too, but maybe in a different way. Yeah. Um, for a woman, it goes to weirdly to our identity. Um, and maybe it does for guys too, but I'm just speaking from a female perspective. As you were talking, I was thinking, as we kind of wrap up this, this episode, how we're declared holy by Jesus, but that doesn't mean that we stop fighting for holiness Mm -hmm. in the same way that on May the 1st, 1999, you and I were declared man and wife. Mm -hmm. That did not end our fight for a good marriage. That started it. Yeah. We don't fight against each other. Yeah. We fight with each other against the outside forces that want to pull our marriage apart. And so maybe that could be something that we could leave with your listener today right. as we as we go off this podcast, which is, hey, you're holy because Jesus has made you holy. His blood was shed on the cross to wash your sins away. And because of that, you have the power of the Holy Spirit to fight for holiness. Mm -hmm. And this whole concept of the four soils in Mark chapter four is a beautiful way to sort of remember how to fight and what those three things you're fighting against are. Yeah. And then what that good soil represents. Right. But in the same, in the same way, you don't, you, you continue to fight for holiness, even though you are holy, just like you continue to fight for a great marriage, even though you're already married. Yeah, just because we were married and declared married by a pastor, it didn't mean we knew how to be married. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So it's kind of like we're declared holy in the eyes of God because of Jesus's payment, but we're learning how to live out that holiness. Yeah, well, I really have enjoyed talking to you about it. I think it means more to me than most people would understand just because I've watched you do it. And we've done it together. You've seen me do it. I've seen you do it. I think the key is keep fighting. Mm -hmm. Keep fighting. Because if you ever quit fighting, that's when you lose. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Overcoming Monday. Uh, I've been your host today, Clayton King. I don't know if I'll ever get invited back or not. I guess Mm -hmm. it just depends on what my wife thinks about the job I did interviewing her today. I'll ask James. Uh, Yeah, ask our engineer, James. James. Oh, he gave me two thumbs down. James, you're fired. I'm sorry. You're not fired. No, that's not. You're not fired, James. You cannot leave us. I've told no, you. I for, we forbid James you to leave. You're too important to us. No, I, I really have enjoyed uh, doing this podcast with you. I, I listen Thanks. to every podcast you release. And I appreciate you tuning in today. If this has been helpful to you, hit that share button. Let your friends know about it. Copy and paste the uh, the, the link or the URL or whatever podcast platform you have and tweet at tweet out a, a link or put something up on Instagram. We, we always love to hear how this podcast is impacting your life. You could also take a minute and just email your story. Tell us a, a story, your testimony. And here's the email address. It's real easy. Shari at shariking.com. Uh, you can also subscribe to her blog for weekly encouragement. And this is where I have to give a little shout out to you, Shari. I started blogging in 2007 and I quit years ago. I just don't have time. You have been so faithful and consistent with your blog and it is so rich in content. So um, weekly encouragement on her blog at shariking.com. 
So we hope that you would also take a minute to subscribe to that podcast and leave a review on iTunes or Spotify about this podcast and specifically uh, this episode. So, um, hey, thanks, James, for producing this for us. Thanks for sticking around today. Shari, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of your season. Uh, Last week was so powerful with Zach and Ashley uh, talking about pornography. I can't wait to hear Nikki Koziar's and Michelle Myers and some of the other guests that you're going to have on as you continue to talk this season about the real struggles that women have. Final thoughts from you? No, I'm just thankful for you listeners and can't wait to talk to you next week. All right. Hey, thanks for being here with us. We'll talk to you real soon on Overcoming Monday.